Material Components, Season 2, Episode 40, Talking It Through. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Heck Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, everybody. Woo! What are we doing? Uh, I am Olivia. We're doing intros is what we're doing. Uh, And I am Olivia, and I'll be playing Florian of Akalar. I am Elliot, and I am playing Shay. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we get into before we get into today's session, I would like to ask the same question I do every time. So why would it be difficult this time as opposed to all the <laughs> other times? I think you say before we begin usually. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Listen, what happened last time? Uh, great question. So we uh, we're all on the Tiresian again, uh, and we see Oswald sitting in his room, uh, dictating to himself the events. Oh, Jesus! Uh, <laughs> you gave him too much time to prepare this. All right. <clears throat> Archivist log, beyond this 26, 47, 49 DC. We have just boarded the Tiresian after a long and deadly encounter with the flora and or fauna of Florian's homeworld, Akilar. Uh, in pursuit of one Harcourt, a stranded member of the Children of Aetir, we have come across a town besieged by vicious beasts known as Muskers. We swiftly intervened, loading the sick and wounded on our shuttle uh, and ship and rallying the rest for one last standoff with the ferocious <clears throat> beasts. Thank to the, uh, thanks to the help of Amari's piloting, an impromptu gravity fist, and several members of Florian's family, we were able to hold off the fungal hordes until our shuttle returned. And if Although you could just back off many... the dictation device just ever so slightly... Was that? If he could just back away from the dictation device ever Ooh, so yeah. slightly. Yes. Uh, although there were many casualties, we were able to ensure the safety of the terrorist suspect Harcourt. While in transport, we interrogated the militant in hopes of getting more information on the children of Atir and their charismatic leader, Nasir. Using the investiga- investigative techniques that I learned in the Archives online training course, I was able to determine that the children of Aetir are planning, with the help of God's Tech, with a God's Tech device found on Arlgev, to wipe out all Aether in Dragon's Wake, effectively ending all life. Now, our mission is to uh, head towards uh, Oari 6 and stop the children of Aetir, Aetir before it's too late. Uh, on an unrelated matter, it seemed like there was something going on between. Is this okay? Uh, I can. I'm going to sit back. Um, uh, there seems, on an unrelated note, there seems to be something going on between Florian and their family, particularly uh, their uncle. It seems that they may have done something untoward in the past. 
it'll require some further research. End of log. Indeed. <laughs> okay, everyone's new task is to format <laughs> all of their recaps in that format somehow. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is not something I am going to put on any of y'all. I appreciate oh. Lisman's initiative. It, w- it was just uh, just because we were done with like a chunk of the mission. Otherwise, yes, it wouldn't absolutely. really make sense. No, it's it's required now. This is the <laughs> new. This is the new format. Fucking ADA standards, Chicago style. <laughs> I love Chicago. I don't get. Style. I, I don't get paid for this. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. Sticking it, sticking to what I do before we used to do. Mm-hmm. But as you collect yourselves aboard the Tiresian, now coming away from Akalar and your experiences on the forested planetoid of Jaretta, facing untold horrors at the hands, claws, hooves of a bunch of the fungal lizards there, you manage to survive. Like all of the above, really. Like, was, just wait, a little bit of everything. Cloven claws, at the very least. Ugh. It's just a, it's like an onion. There's always more layers to what was going on with the muskers. <laughs> like a murder onion. Yes, Oracle Zero, you now find yourselves aboard the Tiresian, um, having come away from Akalar with a newfound terror at what the children of Aetir are planning on doing. With the now reticent uh, Harcourt in your custody? He's on your ship. At the very least, he's yeah. on your ship. Yeah. So, as of right now, your plan is to head straight to Awari 6, the lair of the children of Aetir? That's something I wanted to double check with everybody, because we do still have survivors of uh, the town, Berdia. Correct. Oh, I, I, I guess. So I would imagine we drop them off. Yeah, they the were dropped least. off on the other, another planet okay. of the Akalar systems, uh, Sarah, as you, at the end of last episode. Okay, just wanted to make sure I couldn't mm-hmm. remember that. But as distance and time are both a factor here, the distance and time you want to spend traveling is up to y'all. Uh, are you headed to Oari 6? Are you sticking around here on Akalar? Right now, you're just on the Tiresian. You're not necessarily in movement anywhere just yet. That decision has not been made, and it is up to you to make it. Where, where Did we establish where Oari 6 was in relation to our current location? Nope. All right, then. You have no idea where Oari 6 is, especially not in comparison to where you are right now. I'd like to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah what was, was we, yeah. Let's. Uh, what, what's the Google. What's the name? Yeah. Spoogle. The archive. It is not Spoogle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to spend an experience no. to make it. No, I'm. I, I, I'd like I to have spend an experience to point to stop that. Um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I I don't have any to spend, so you spent it on nothing. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, what uh when we're out and about, just curious, uh accessing the the metanet, what what's our service provider out here? Please don't say it's Comcast. 
Spomcast. No. Um, <laughs> hey, that's already well, not anymore. Hmm. Uh, no. Rip giant bomb. You you know what's great about the MetaNet? It's that it's everywhere. There is no service provider necessarily to access the MetaNet because as opposed to the internet, which in theory exists in an eighth in an ether, but is sort of like on servers in different places and mm-hmm. localized websites, the MetaNet doesn't work like that. The MetaNet is there regardless of whether or not people build sites, quote unquote, in it. It is an energy network that crosses the entire Dragon's Wake that people have just kind of glommed what we conceive of as the internet on top of it for people to access. So the Aether that suffuses the galaxy is also used as an information network. So you're telling me it runs on Linux then? I'm telling you it runs on magic. Linux then? Yes, exactly. Perfect. Okay. Well, I guess... We're going to space Google it. Yeah, absolutely. Looking something like that up in essentially every ship would of a significant size would come with astrogation data, uh, data that lets you travel through space, because how else would you know where safe jump points are? And that includes how to get to planets. So that is absolutely something you could just look up on shipboard data without even really getting onto the metanet. If you wanted to find out more information about that place, that would be what some place like the archive would be about. But finding Awari 6 is not difficult. It is, it makes you angry actually where it is because you were just there. What? It, it is about two jumps away from Rafas. On a galactic map, it is not that far south from Rafas. It is between Rafas and Arlgev. Rafas was the first planet that they uh, attacked, and that they was found. that was where the map they found was. Peachy. It's far enough away that it could very easily not show up as like it's not any place of note. It is just mm. a planet that is on a registry somewhere when you run into these worlds that just have numbers at the end of them it is usually a case where the system is given the name and the planets are simply numbered they're not given individual names a lot of systems that were colonized with galactic expansion in the in the early days of space travel got individual names and system names and each planet got a name. But later, when it was just, well, we found a new system, we're going to call it this, and don't bother naming the planets. And Awari is definitely one of those systems. It has actually a fairly astounding number of planets. It has 13 registered worlds in the system. And it is a garden world, so it is breathable atmosphere, near normal gravity, or standard gravity, I should say. Not too hot, not necessarily too cold. And it isn't, there's almost nothing remarkable about it that you can find, at least in your ship registry. Some quick space Googling leads you to believe that Awari 6 is a planet, and this is clearly information that's out of date, is a planet that is under the control of the Dominion. The Minos Dominion apparently has control of this planet, or did. Like I said, that information is 
obviously out of date. So this was a Dominion world at some t- at some time. Uh, a lot of the planetary norms for a, a garden world. And that's pretty much all you got. The I cultural diversity that like shows up on something like the archive would let you know that there are stetter uh, ruins here, but there is not a stetter population. So it's clear that it was once a Midrian world back in the depths of history, but that stopped being the case a long time ago. And yeah, that is what you know about Awari and Awari 6 specifically. The rest of the system is of almost no significance whatsoever. There's no big mining operations in the system. There are no significant corporate interests. It's just another set of big rocks hurling around a star. Been there. Perfect place to hide. Well, well, they're not hide. Uh, We didn't ask Harcourt why Awari 6 of all places. I mean, if they had the technology, why not just do it wherever? Like, what about Awari 6 is going to help them amplify? It's not like it's in the center of Dragon's Wake. No, and what you were given to understand by your conversation with Harcourt, it was... It wasn't their location that was going to make it possible to do this. It was the God's tech that they recovered that was going to make it possible. Mm-hmm. The piece that they got from Arlgev is going to annihilate Aether in some fashion. And the bit they got from... Uh, or not the bit they got from Arlgev. The bit they got from Saram uh, annihilates Aether in some way. And the bit they got from Akalar will help make it bigger. He doesn't know the details about how exactly that works. He's just seen it work. Or at least the the Aether destruction part of it. Yeah. Did did he say how he knows that? Like, he's seen it work? Did he say specifically how they tested it? They tested it on people. Yeah. Uh, Which which place? Neither. He didn't say he didn't give specifics, but he said he saw it okay. tear the aether out of somebody. Okay. Um also we should like grill this dude about like where on Awari Six they are, like what kind of defenses they've got, like what we're looking at in terms of what we're going up against, like if this is even a thing that more people can do. <laughs> Four people and one mech. And one mech, please, excuse Without me. With no gun. Yeah. With very much damaged arm units at the moment. Yeah. Okay, so are I you sticking around Akalar? Are you beginning the process of heading towards Awari 6? A process that, given your ship's capabilities, will take about a week. We should start now, I think. Yeah. Uh, we should also, uh, should we check in? Uh, this is quite a revelation that we've come across and it might be important for certain individuals to know. Yeah. I don't want to be like, yes, let's call, let's call in like the biggest of guns so we can just, you know, annihilate whatever base they're in. But at the same time, yeah, people should probably know about this. Just publish it on the archive. Go live right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
maybe not yet, but uh, after after some consultation, I think some some editing. I mean, if if nothing else, we need uh, <laughs> we need uh, team uh, off. Oh, I can't write hyper alpha. Nope. Uh, we need to team hyper alpha in here. Why would like, we need this? I mean, they a, are the best of the best. Let's this has Axel Omedita written best. all over it. Does it? Does it? I mean, let's be fair here, Amari. You are quite what? impressive with your suit, but the suit is not in peak condition. How many mech suits do they have that are fully what? functional? Why, why are we calling in another finder team Call Zinn or or somebody bigger than that. I mean, that's uh, what I was originally uh, right. If not uh, uh, Zinn, then perhaps somebody who's less busy. Uh, I know he has a lot to do, um, but uh, yes, giving Colin out. Um, <laughs> yeah. so we can't like oh it'd this. be it'd be oh, a miracle no. to get him on the horn right away this time <laughs> i mean we can leave a message yes <laughs> <laughs> as mike pulls up his phone <laughs> uh-huh. i mean i'm sure he has a lot going on it, it, it's fine <laughs> yeah but perhaps somebody else he works with an assistant perhaps um <laughs> how far away is uh Awari 6 from Vast Plane? Vast Plane is towards the border between the eastern and southern reaches. Mm-hmm. So a ways. I would say about if you if you think of the galaxy like the face of a clock and mm-hmm. Awari 6 is Somewhere near the the two o'clock, then vast plane would be somewhere near the five o'clock. Okay, so yep, that's pretty far. They're still within the same galactic quarter, but they're not close to each other on a galactic sense. Not no way. get there in a week. Close. They, I mean, if you actually just, well. With a bigger ship, it's totally possible yeah. to get there in three minutes. Right. Hmm. The reason it's taking you a week is because the Tiresian's not a big ship. Yeah. Buy some upgrades for this baby. <laughs> totally um, possible. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking maybe calling someone on vast plane to call in some sort of favor could potentially help. I have no idea what that would be, but it is something that is an option. I I mean, the other thing is, do we, should we, should we go to Awari 6? I mean, we, we did it. We found the problem. I don't know that the four of us are uh, like the people for this. Yeah, I mean, that was part of my point in, like, grilling what's-his-face about Awari 6 is, like, yeah, like, with the setup that they've got, is this even a thing that four people can do? I don't think so, either. Yeah, I guess it depends on how many people 
made it out of there alive and how many they've got waiting back at the homestead or whatever their base of operations is called. I mean, I mean we know they have a number of mech, mechs. And yeah, more than one, because that's the number of combatants we have. And also, we're not like a military force. <laughs> you are, in fact, a finder team. Yeah. Ooh. I forgot to give back this gun. Should I have given this back? He holds up the... The safety the... is not on on that, oh. Oswald. Oh, how do I... How do, which, is there a button that I push? Is that How does that work? Click, click. I don't actually know that a, an Aether gun would have a safety. <laughs> I don't... It wouldn't, because you have to want to shoot somebody with an Aether yeah. gun. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, in point of fact, the man who gave you that gun is dead. Oh, no. That was the sheriff, and he fell to the muskers. He sure did. Mm, Gee, wonder who's at fault that was. (laughs) Guess I'll just hold on to this then. Good. Anybody have an extra gun now? I could. I don't want to tuck it into my pants. I don't have pants. What am I going to say? You're not wearing (laughs) that. Straight Donald Duck. Wait. Is it tucked into, like, one of the little pen pockets that, like, lab coats have? I've got a pocket protector and a pistol. (laughs) A pocket protector to protect you from the gun. Yeah. It's a a Kevlar, you know, pocket protector. (laughs) But just right there, just that little square Mm -hmm. is Kevlar. That's all you really need. Yeah, that's true. Um, Duma would be... Wondering about what your heading should be. Mm, I okay. think we should check in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Checking in. Only other thing is, what if no one else can show up to help? Well, then it doesn't really matter if we're not equipped. We we should do our best. Yep. All right. Okay. Who are we going to call? Yeah, that's a good question. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Throw Bill Murray at the problem and hope it goes away. Hmm. Could Bill Murray solve this problem? I think so. Probably not. No, I, I think he's got it. <laughs> Space Bill Murray does not, in fact, got it. <laughs> Is it because of the space or? No, it's because he's trapped in a time loop somewhere in fairy space. Yeah. Mm, that Yeah, that'll do it. And there's this big kind of ground squirrel that sits in judgment of him until he finally breaks the loop. Yeah. But like, please me. who knows when that's going to happen? Yeah. Mortal ground squirrels. Tough to please. Um, I guess my immediate question is, are you leaving Akalar? If anyone asks Florian's opinion, he will say... Well, I was literally told to get the hell off this planet as quick as possible, so I'm 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 fine. So we make a he quick stop fine. at Snackalar on our way out. That right. is again continues to not be a real place. I'm just going to will it into existence. I don't have any XP to spend <laughs> to mm. make it a thing. <laughs> Snackalar may exist in she space, but we're not going there. Dang it. It's true. So should we should we 
send out a message before we leave, just in case our directive uh, should we send out a message before we leave, uh, just in case our directive involves us, well, staying in the area. I mean, ain't a bad idea. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Again, who are we calling? Well, the office of uh, your options include. Oh, I mean, you do not have the contact information for the Arch Proctor, let's be real. The options include Mr. Zim, your vast plane contacts, sending a message directly back to the Cole Foundation via the channels you have with the Storm's Repose, whether that be the Proctor or the Operations Director, also an option. Um, I'm not saying it's a good option, I'm just saying it's an option. She's getting a different message later. (laughs) You could send messages to any number of local officials. You know that there is some kind of uh, corporate presences in that area, what with Rafas being a mining colony that's owned by uh, Womack and Sons. There, I'm just saying there are options here. Didn't that yeah. mercenary guy give you his number, Amari? Yeah, that's exactly who I was thinking, too. There's... <laughs> Red Bartlett and Red do- Red's dogs, who mm. are in charge of hunting down the children of A-Tier, yeah. Uh, let's bring those guys back. Yeah. Hell yeah. Loved those guys. They're expendable. Hey, in a, in actually, entirely... with that, I'm back on board with bringing them. <laughs> if Red Bartlett goes, he might die. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, it. let's just contact all of them. Have them all show up. Maybe they all die. Who knows? We all send everyone a separate, like, invite. Hey. Yeah. We, we, I just want to hang out. You got a letter you, and you got a letter and you got a letter. It's just going to be us. It's just going to be us, okay? Uh, you're, you're my best friend. Let's just hang out. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. See you there. And then everyone shows up. <laughs> I'm into this Red Bartlett idea. I think I think it's great. We don't, we don't want to check in with the person who's giving us orders or direct directives not saying <laughs> we need to get coal on the line necessarily but if you want to send a message to mr zinn you can do that yeah we should do, we should do that i'll yes. i'll do that i'll send a message to the proctor which the the coal foundation does not know that we are currently alive yeah the proctor does yes right but the proctor does okay that's right. yeah um did we figure out who hired Red Bartlett? Yeah, it was the governor. It was the, uh, Baron, or the Baron, right? Baron or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> for, for yeah, right, 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 right. Yes, On the space the, station. The Baron of Saram. Yep. Yes. All right, so you send a message to Proctor Jalvin Frost of the Storm's Repose as well as Mr. Zinn, the assistant to the Arch Proctor. Mhm. What are you telling these people? Everything? Uh, I can't think of anything we would want to leave out. I know that uh, Mr. Zinn said that we should probably be a little hush-hush about the uh, cosmic uh, TiVo. I don't remember Mm -hmm. the exact uh, (laughs) what it was called specifically. The Atlas. The Atlas thing. The weird lizard things called it when they were talking to you in your brain. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, good times. That. But I mean, it, it it's possible that saying any the fact that this god's tech that the, these people have found. I guess I could be saying this character. Uh, the fact that this god's tech that the children of Aether have found could potentially wipe out all life within Dragon's Wake. Imagine this technology getting in different hands. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be bad. I hate to sound paranoid, but I'm hesitant to even mention that part of it at all, even to the Arch, even to Mr. Zinn. I mean, he seemed very interested in the Atlas, and I don't want to assume that his intentions would be bad, but... We straight up don't know who he's working for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do we... Mm, like, how do we make Earth's sure that whoever goes in there just fucking annihilates the place and destroys everything kind of without a, with reckless abandon, uh, without being super suspicious about why? The current population of ORI 6. Can this, can we just, sh just, <laughs> just blow this planet up now? Jesus uh, Christ! <laughs> No, it's I, full Halo Reach Oswald on this. Not, <laughs> Oswald yeah. does not say that. Um, but that would mm -hmm. ensure that nobody goes onto the planet and finds what's on there. Uh, to reiterate something that Amari would definitely still be keenly aware of is that your original contact from Vastplane wanted this handled quietly and permanently. So... There is a terminal option here if you send messages back to Vastplane. But also, if we send a message to Vastplane that is like, oh, there's, they have this super powerful technology, I super don't trust the hegemony not to be like, yeah. oh, we want that shit. <laughs> right, but even without that consideration, just telling the hegemony, hey, your boy who went rogue is here, that will probably lead to a uh, yeah to them to them doing the thing that Lisman just joked about and just fucking yeah. destroying this whole planet, which I'm not super duper down with. Just listing options, <laughs> which is why when we if we talk to Vastplane, we don't we don't give them the full rundown. We call in a favor with a friend, and they send some help, not a fleet. I'm not saying that's what would happen, Mike, as you sit over there nodding quietly, but I don't know. And again, like, right, okay, our two options are either... What a fascinating people... inflection point this is. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Olivia. No, it's fine. <laughs> our two options are we tell them, we tell people what's going on there. Like, what is actually happening so that they can, like, localize their response or we just say is super bad and trust them to go in blindly and just fuck shit up which is gonna be bad god is our real only option for us to just go and fucking steal this god's tech because that's the boat that florian is in now there we go i'll say this in character ah shit is our only option to go in and steal this technology god damn it <laughs> I don't trust anybody with this shit. So the only 
well, there's many problems, but the, the, the biggest problem there is it took a whole team of folks to transport both of these things out from the places they were. So unless the children of A-tier have, like, disassembled and reassembled stuff into very portable means, then it's going to be very hard to get in and out with all of the with the two main things that they've taken. So maybe not steal it, maybe just wreck it. Alright, alright, okay. I can deal with that. I mean I do love We also things. don't even know what the the thing they got from Arlgev is like, right? Yeah. It could yeah. be like a building, right? Uh in point of fact you actually using the Atlas, you did see what they recovered from oh, Arlgev and Akalar. Because it was underwater. Right. Yeah. You just, you saw vaguely how big it was, and it was the size of a big crate. It was being carried by two people. Uh, two people in suits of, like, tactical battle armor, but that enhances their strength. But again, it was just crates. You didn't actually see what were in those crates. Yeah. So, and these were two, these were two, like, small little, um, like, Ripley, Lip Ripley robots, right? They, like, smaller than that. Think Master Chief. Oh, These are damn. the raptor ones. So, yeah, yeah. So, like an Iron Man suit. Could could Tux just pick up one of these crates and just take it? He is strong oh, boy. Okay. He's an even stronger boy than I am, which is saying something because I'm a very strong boy. Yeah, is a mech. Yeah, assuming okay. what you're looking for is still in this crate, they could absolutely swoop in there and grab that crate. Yeah, could cool. we... or the thing that it. I'm assuming it looks weird and not just like a thing. I don't know. I'm waiting we- for the big reveal in like every anime ever, which is the like, oh, the the ultimate super weapon. We've we've revealed it from this ancient crypt and we open it up and it's it's a fucking like person. 14 year old yeah, girl. Yeah. Always a 14 yeah. year old girl. That's literally what yeah. I was just about yeah. to say. Yeah. Yep. A 14 year old girl that's actually like 10,000 years old. Yes, so it's absolutely. OK. I've seen Outlaw so, Star. Yeah. I know how this works. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. She has huge Link. tits, but it's okay. <laughs> I thought we already said anime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we still have Harcourt on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, so this goes back to my my original question of Maybe we need to find out that. everything about this base and the, what the story. items specifically look like. Yeah. Uh, he said that they w- were demonstrate they were used in front of him so he can at least describe one of to them us was they, one of them was. And the one that, Oh yeah, cuz he never saw the thing that that got taken off of Nakalar because he was too busy trying to not get eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, as you are uh exiting the Akalar system, from what I understand, the Tiresian is moving out of the system proper. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It will be a couple of hours before you can safely jump because the warp drives don't react well inside of intense gravitational situations or atmospheres. So doing so near the five rotating bodies that make up Akalar would not be advisable. Yeah. So you've got a little bit of time before your first jump out of the system. 
and you want to use that time grilling your captive. It's gray area, really. <laughs> uh, currently, he's an informant. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he has basically submitted to your authority at this point because he has come really around on the whole blowing up the universe's aether thing. Thank God, I guess. <laughs> uh, can we do it in the um, kind of car where where Tux is so that I can listen to the conversation and also start fixing Tux at the same sure. time? Thank you. Uh, First order of business is reassembling your diagnostic equipment here on yeah. the Tiresian as you disassembled it to make it a portable yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, you got to imagine a sequence of events where there's like lots of cabling strewn around. There's lots of exposed wiring as you basically uh, cobble this thing back together in a way that makes it functional, but not necessarily pretty around yeah. the damaged form of Tux. Yeah, I'll make it pretty again later. Sure. But yeah, the cargo bay is mostly full of shuttle number seven and tux at this point with the individual known as Harcourt kind of off to the side. He has definitely retreated from the any kind of active scenario of interacting with an, any individuals. And I'm going to assume your previous conversations were all happening up on the bridge with uh, mm -hmm. Duma nearby so that he could get some instructions as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, finding Harcourt is easy enough. He is despondently sitting with his back to the bulkhead, his military-grade rifle nearby, just kind of staring into the middle distance as he's contemplating all of the mistakes he's made because they are numerous. Gotta start somewhere. Well, if he's just going to, <laughs> if you're going to stare off into space, then at least come hold some cables while you do it. And he'll glance up and grunt and stand up, leaving his rifle behind. He'll come and take whatever instructions you give him. He's good at following orders. Hmm. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Ex-Imperial Marine, ex-terrorist. What are you going to do? Yup. You could call it taking direction. Let's rebrand it a little bit, shall we? Let's let's rebrand your whole thing. I, I I am sure the Empire would love it if you did. <laughs> so yeah, he is there and available. What questions are you asking him? And we can make this a scene and do it in character, or we can bullet point this. He's willing to answer any of your questions. At least, as far as you know. What do you guys think? Okay. Scene? Uh, or just uh, bullet points? I mean, we we spent a large chunk of time talking with him last time. I don't know if I necessarily want to spend another chunk of an episode having a conversation with him. So. Sure. Okay. Agreed. Fair enough. So what do you so, want to know? Then? What the device that was used, what did it look like? It looks like a small pillar that is not contiguous. It has moving parts that move independently of each other, free-floating in space, that don't seem to be connected by anything. There are See, what did I say? It looks weird. 
there are cylindrical portions of it that float on the interior that appear to be made out of some kind of aethite composite, so crystal of some kind, but one that he doesn't necessarily recognize. But when you hear him describe it, you know that it's aether glass. Athium glass is a component of this thing. That material that you've encountered before. That strange metallic crystal that you've seen produced in vast quantities on a world where a moon exploded. Purely coincidence, I'm sure. The device that he is describing, you don't know if this is his intended use, but when he saw it used, it was the interior cylinder of it was gripped by the individual using this device so that they effectively had a large cylinder of floating space tech coming off of their wrist and arm. And when it was fired, quote unquote, at something, it destroyed the aether in it. And sometimes the results were spectacular. Sometimes the results were just, you know, a crystal stopped glowing. If you fired it at a rock, technically all the aethons and those atoms would be annihilated, but the rock had a negligible amount, so it wouldn't change all that much. If fired at a person, all the athium in their body is torn out, and that would be like tearing out all the gold in a human's body. Technically, you don't have a ton of it in you, but if it's suddenly torn out of your body, that's a problem. Talking like a fucking Magneto in X2 where he's pulling the the iron out of the dude's blood. Exactly. Uh, Cool scene, but fuck. Cool scene, but fuck, yeah. And it's actually very similar to that because that's about iron and athium is about the same content in a sapient individual's body. And we're going to pe- fight Magneto. People like mages and wizards might have a even higher amount of that in their bodies because of their ability to use etherics at such a increased rate. What's up? Don't let him point that at me. <laughs> so my whole me- skeleton will come out. <laughs> Mechanically speaking, the bigger your aether pool, the more this would do to you. Oh. I was just about to say, I've been irradiated for 21 years. <laughs> Yay! But the way Harcourt describes it, this God's Tech device, whatever it is, is just a point-and-click kind of a thing. You point it at something, you fire it, it annihilates the Aether in something. And... It's not like it causes a chain reaction, necessarily. It's It has to physically be pointed at something. So when you fire it at a person, you kind of have to wave it like a flashlight over them to annihilate the aether in their body. It's annihilating the aether in a direct line in front of it. Mm. Okay. Now, what purpose something like this would serve is absolutely beyond any of you. And that's, you know, kind of par for the course with God's Tech. It's God's yeah. tech. You know, who knows why anything does anything with God's tech. Like, yeah. Why did they make half God of this shit? Gods only know. But yeah, you get a good description of the device. The Aether Annihilator, if you will. If you please. New band name, I call it. <laughs> Annihilator? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. It's been, that's, that's my time. Time well spent. Yeah. Can we ask him why Owari 6? 
it's out of the way and its population was completely removed at the beginning of the shattering. Oh, Less shit. local interference. So, and it, it was never resettled? No. Something you would know, Amari, and this isn't maybe something that was widely known throughout the the conflict, but there was definitely some resettlement of populations at the outbreak of conflict based on species diversity. Midrian populations were resettled all over the Dominion when war with the Empire broke out. Mm. Ooh, fun. That's not even to say that like this world had a massive population, because according to Harcourt, there is one city on the whole planet, and that's where the children of Aetir are based out of. Apparently, it is a very old Stetter community, or at least it was. According to Harcourt, the only people left on the planet now are the children of Aetir. Uh, what about uh, assumed uh, numbers, like based on the numbers that went with them and the numbers that he would know were able to return to the ship? He would say that based on the number of people that died on Akalar, no more than a dozen. It's about 11 more than I want to deal with. <laughs> um, is there, much, much like um, Shay is to Tux, is there some kind of tech support for the mech units in the Children of A-Tier? Or a wizard, just in general. Yeah. Harcourt did not think anybody in their number were a wizard. He knows that they had one combat engineer who worked with them, um, but he was more of an engineer, more about repairing their equipment, less about actual active combat support. And again, the children of Aetir were made up of both uh, veterans of both the Dominion and the Empire. So um, Harcourt being a an um, uh, Imperial veteran, and you know for a fact that their leader, Nasir, apparently was a Dominion veteran. Perhaps there could be a way to interfere with these the fact that they don't have a support system like Shay could be used uh, to our advantage um, obviously Shay helps Tux uh, be more effective um, but we could also possibly look into ways of interfering with the functions of those tech suits <laughs> I mean, yeah, between Shay and I, and now you, my dear bird friend, we could Ooh. we could fuck up some mechs for sure. That's true. How how large is the aether pool in Tux? Six. Six. No, five. Sorry, excuse me. I have six. Tux has five. Oh, Aww, I can eat that shit for breakfast. Literally. <laughs> as long as it doesn't shoot you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could eat that shit while there's no one in it. Like, <laughs> true. Yeah. So we and drop a tactical uh, bovine drop uh, just on top of uh, on top of the mechs and we're good. And, and or Shay could just stand, could just see one and pull the Acer out of it. <laughs> but there are a dozen of them. So, yeah. 
It does, um, there, so all dozen of them have mechs? No. Okay. You know that there, or Harcourt would tell you that there are two seraphs among their number, one of the which is a Yazada, much like Tux. The other is a Imperial Seraph, uh, which is like on a size and classification level, basically the same as Yazada, just made by different people in different territories with different degrees of standards. But much like a modern fighter uh, aircraft or tank, like they're all like kind of the same with varying degrees of specificity. Gotcha. So there's there's the the Yazada and then there's one Imperial mm-hmm. Okay. Um can he give us any information on the individuals that may be left? Identities uh, yeah. or anything. There's Nasir, the leader. There mm-hmm. is the Imperial Seraph pilot is a man he always just called Mac, which would ring a bell because you would be aware of this person. Prontus Machius was ID'd on uh, Saram as a member of the Children of Atir and a former mech pilot for the Empire. Among their numbers, there are three other Taro, four Midrians, a Rini, an Urson, who is apparently their engineer, and an unclanned elf whose clan was apparently killed during the Shattering. Um, could we ask Harcourt if there is anybody who, like him, might be able to be convinced to see differently about this? Uh, obviously, Nasir is out of the question, but is there anybody else who maybe even just cracks of of doubt? I mean, honestly... Why don't, uh, I don't know if, uh, Harcourt is into being a double agent and going back and sending him back in, but, uh, that could be an interesting play. Have him let us in. Oh, they're all sleeping. At that, he would sort of, he would be very reticent to say if anyone would be willing to turn, at least... I mean, he had a week by himself being hunted by fungus lizards to reevaluate his life. Trying to turn somebody while they're still under the thumb of Nasir is a dicey prospect. Makes sense. Yeah. Also, you all rolled very well when convincing him to turn his life around. Yeah. Of all of them, he says that maybe they're Urson engineer. Does any of them have like a bad drinking habit or... It's in some, some debt or whatever. I don't know. I, I at this point, like, I don't think we're going to be able to twist too many uh, arms. They're terrorists. Terrorists who are seemingly going along with a plot to destroy Etherix, one of the yeah. foundational elements of galactic civilization. Any specifics on the the layout of their uh, their headquarters, their base, access to it? They are headquartered in, like I said, one of the only cities on this planet. It is a city built into the sides of these huge mesas spanned by large metal wire bridges. It's an old, old city that has only slightly been renovated to 
somewhat modern standards in terms of like lighting and plumbing and stuff like that. It's like visiting an ancient city like Prague or something or, or Venice where it's like the stuff there is just so old and they've kind of cobbled present day amenities on top of the ancient structures. And they are apparently headquartered in, well, all over the city, but Nasir specifically is headquartered in City Hall, which is just a large, he thinks it might have been a temple once, but the townsfolk there were using it as a city hall before they were resettled. I say we sneak in and we get rid of just Nasir. It's just, just snake head gone. I know it doesn't work like that, but what if this time it does? Also, I think he's the only one who knows how to work the thing, so. Yeah, I guess we can confirm that with Harcourt. Like, who was the one that used the thing? Like, was it Nasir? Nasir was the only one he ever saw use it. Okay. Doesn't mean no one else knows how to use it, but he's the only one he ever saw using it. Any other questions for your compliant associate? I think I probably stay away from him. I mean, yeah, would would he be interested in, in I don't know, being a double agent? I I, I don't want to, you know, be like, you're going to sneak in and, and in the dead of night, you're going to open up the access to the secret bunk. I don't know. He wants to do anything he can to try to make up for his past deeds. Right. So if you have a plan to propose to him, he's willing to hear you out. At the very least. It is it is the budding of a plan. I just I, I don't want to start crafting a plan and not uh, uh, that hinges on his involvement and not know if he's into doing whatever he can to help. So if whatever he can it, do to help is uh, sneak, not even sneaking in, but like returning to them and uh, feeding us information or like allowing us to get in while they're preoccupied then I, I'm happy to have his help. The only place he draws the line is essentially killing other members of the Children of Aetir, yeah. other than maybe Nasir. You get the sense that he could maybe see going along with that. Uh, he also would draw the line at throwing his life away needlessly. Yeah. Well, fortunately, we're not a mercenary group, so just... Yeah. Offing people's not really our prerogative, unless they're a cyborg who has a cool gun. <laughs> and even that, that I was really mad anymore. about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's neither here nor there. I feel like without the the seraphs, the seraph having two seraphs are the advantage that they have, um, as well as this God's tech device mm-hmm. um and other military grade hardware and the yeah. fact that they're all former soldiers and yeah 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 and they have like a shard launcher and do they have a shard launcher oh they've got every damn thing yeah it's literally like four people going up against a small like squadron <laughs> like like we're just dudes <laughs> But your advantages right now include the element of surprise. They have no idea who you are, let alone that you're coming. Let oh, alone I that mean, you know anything about their they plans. They know who I am. Well, sure. 
if Amari showed up that like out of, like oh mm, could like one of us maybe infiltrate it too like like Harcourt comes back and he's like hey I've got a new recruit okay but how would he explain well I guess yeah hey this person saved me on Akalar and hey I who who do we know that's into from Akalar oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't well, uh, think that through before I suggested that <laughs> strategy. We, we escaped. Uh, we, we made it to the safe haven of Snackalar, and from there we we escaped. If yeah. you bring that up to Harcourt, I, I, do you bring up that idea to Harcourt? I think Shay. I I would probably say that in in character, like messing around, no with plugging here. stuff in. He tried to do that. He tr- he tried to do that specifically to Florian's uncle. He tried to convert Yulin uh, and get Yulin to get him off world. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, and that did so, not. Uh, has Harcourt had any communication no. with the children of Aetir? No, okay, so it's not like... <laughs> he was not allowed a phone call. Okay, yeah. well, hey, they probably don't have phones. So, yeah, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that like okay. he could show up and be like, hey... I flipped this one. <laughs> Harcourt they can would... show, we could show them my wanted posters. <laughs> yeah, and I have there's a bunch of links that your uh that your little brother sent me. Oh, I think they'd probably be like, What the fuck? We don't want this guy anymore. <laughs> I'm fairly certain you never got those links. I'm fairly certain Axel Amandito got those links. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Never everything is right in the world. We go back okay. and Axel Amandito is just like waist deep and just uh, like conspiracy theories. See, I was just about to say that same thing. And you know what's bad about that is that he's really popular on the ship. Like people like him and listen to what he says. <laughs> Read. <laughs> you just Actions introduced Q to the Storm's Repose. <laughs> no, I didn't. Mike did. He let me do it. <laughs> That's okay. Mike is just facilitating all of our bad ideas. Don't blame, don't blame the DM here. If you want to use the word craft Joe Rogan out of whole cloth, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. That yeah. seems the direction not. you're heading in. No. <laughs> Mike has the power for Axel to say Axel Amandito doesn't listen to any of it. It's his character. Can Axel Amandito read? I'm not. I'm not sure. Of course, he has a doctorate. Oh, God, I can't. Fuck. <laughs> Stupid ass. He doesn't even insist people call him doctor. He's just that cool. Yeah, yeah of course. As we've Seven established, Dr. Amandito are his parents. <laughs> Does uh, Harcourt know or have any idea where this item would be stored? I assume near Nasir's personal... Uh, headquarters he assumes he doesn't know what's changed in the time since they got they procured the item on Aklar and went back the fact that everyone in the galaxy is not dead suggests that their plan hasn't gone off yet true yeah oh that's a good question was there a timeline not mm. that Harcourt's aware of okay presumably they're using this time to understand and try to make the thing they found on Aklar work. 
he confirms that it took them a while to figure out how to use the thing they found on Saram. Or on Arlgev, I should say. About how much time was that? Uh, A couple of weeks. Speaking of time, I just had a thought. So we know that Nasir used the Atlas to go forward in time. So do we actually have the element of surprise? Well, see, that's the funny thing about time, though, isn't it? Yeah, like... We uh, don't... I mean... Like, it, we don't know, like, regardless of what, like, oh my god, whatever we do, that's what he saw. Maybe? Maybe, or maybe it changed. Maybe when, when maybe? we used the atlas, it changed. Like, I would imagine. Fuck? Hey, we should have used that. destroy this stupid <laughs> yeah, right. TiVo thing. <laughs> I would imagine it would, it would have to change. As soon as we know what's going to happen, we could then... Do something else, therefore creating a separate pathway. Be the then what would be the point of going forward in time? This is just an assumption. I don't know how the device actually works, but if you remember, Oswald, when describing the sensations of using the Atlas, I did say you felt there were options forward and backward mm. and side to side. Oh, so fair, like, along other pathways, too. Maybe. So, okay. So then I would I would probably have... You, you, can, you can surmise that the Atlas might have been capable of seeing a great many number of futures. Perhaps he just looked at the future that ensured his success uh, sort of as a step-by-step instruction so he could hypothetically it's a schrodinger's element of surprise (laughs) yeah yes at least according to harcourt he didn't know anything about y'all before you showed up on akalar so if that was information that nasir had he didn't share it with anybody we are nothing if not improbable so um that is a good point okay here's my plan we go back to Rafas. We use the machine again. Uh, to, <laughs> uh, well, actually, let's 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 talk this out. Um, we use the machine again to formulate the plan uh, of infiltration by going forward in time. I'm sure it's fine. Didn't you have like bad effects when you tried to go forward in time? Uh, I actually didn't uh, attempt that. We needed to uh, move forward with this with this mission. I don't think we should go back to Rafas. Okay. Oswald just wants to play with the Atlas more. It's fair. <laughs> just a little bit more. Yes. So then, so if that that's if that's off the table what is what is the current plan? Sneak in? Try and steal the device? Or at least part of it. Like if we have the the Annihil... Wait, what was it? The... Annihilator. The Annihilator, thank you. If we have that, then all of their weapons are basically are useless. <laughs> so that would be the main bargaining chip, I suppose. And Harcourt could confirm that last he was aware, that device was kept where Nasir was staying at this 
temple turned city hall. How can we ask how frequently like they obviously figured out what the Annihilator does by testing it on people. But how often is it is it used flippantly against anything or or, or would they let's say they get attacked? Would they use this device against uh, against their attackers or would they just use their pre-existing military hardware? Harcourt would probably say that, or he would say that Nasir most likely would not risk the device unless he didn't have another option. Okay. God's deck on a whole is usually pretty sturdy, but his whole plan hinges on this thing. Yeah. Okay. So here's my plan. We contact Red Bartlett. We tell him about the location of the children of Aetir. And while the the Red Bartlett's... What is their group, their mercenary team name? Red's Dogs. Red's Dogs. While the Red's Dogs are besieging the city, we take that opportunity to sneak into Nasir's facility and steal the item. The Red's Dogs other... don't have to know about it at all. They just the need to know where the children of Aetir are. Problem with that is that could, while they're under siege, that could expedite their potential usage if they've got it all ready to go. I mean, if it's ready to go, I don't know what would be stopping them. We don't know. There is certainly a risk, but that would be an excellent distraction. Uh, and like we have all said, none of us, we do not have the uh, uh, capabilities of taking on the team as a whole. That's true. The, yeah. The other, the other, I don't know, I guess added point to the, if it was ready, why haven't they used it? We, I don't know that we actually know. I don't know that Florian believes that this guy's ultimate goal is to destroy the galaxy. Like, sure, yeah. maybe it is. Or maybe he's just like, I'm going to fucking use it to take over whatever I feel like. I don't know. Like, we just, we don't know this dude. He could just be amassing an army and using this weird cult mentality to do it. Like, playing off the... Like, all we have to go off for that is Harcourt, because he's the only descriptor we have of this guy. And Harcourt, up until a minute ago, was super on board with this plan and was super taken in by him. Based on Harcourt's word, too, the end goal here is to... The end goal is not necessarily to kill everyone, the way Nasir described it. The whole premise of the Children of Aetir is to throw down both of the, well, the one big government that's left and the remnants of the other one. And that includes and like, the hegemony. Yeah, And like I said to Harcourt, sounds like someone is trying to put himself on top of the pile. Yeah. The king is dead. Long live the king. Yeah. That is definitely the most cynical way to look at it, yes. And might very well be the case, you don't know. I mean, it's all bad. Yeah, it's all yeah, bad. I don't know this guy from Adam. Like, mm -hmm. 
but if the way he spoke and the the plans he had were willing to get a bunch of military former military personnel on board you you'd think that he talks at least a little bit of sense albeit i mean not twist, his twi- plan twisted isn't wild very... sense yeah that's it's based on space lot. magic yeah yeah i mean up until they found this god's tech this group was just a terrorist organization they were known for striking destabilizing targets amongst the remnants of the dominion and imperial targets and then somebody got it in their head to destabilize galactic civilization or at least to threaten to yeah i mean these are all fair points but no matter what we need to do something so i have i have pitched my 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 idea for a plan um I'm fine with going with something else, but I, I haven't really heard uh, much of anything else, at least so far. So working idea is we use Harcourt to infiltrate to a certain degree whilst uh, Red Bartlett and Red's dogs are causing a distraction. And then from there, we deal with Nazir if we can get in. Yeah, if we do the Red Bartlett thing, I don't necessarily think that Harcourt needs to infiltrate. I think, I think that's a bit of an overkill. I think that it would be good to keep him with us while we're there so that he can kind of direct us because he has the lay of the land better than we do. I'm just thinking that if the, whatever is locked down, if he's already on the inside, he could open things up for us. But then again, yeah. y'all can just you know wreck shit yeah eat the door yeah <laughs> that that is until we run up against like just an actual locked door and then we're fucked mm-hmm. my god the greatest this, foe we've ever encountered i mean this it, mike you said this is an older like city so i mean it still runs everything still runs on aether though right mm-hmm. okay barring a couple of exceptions aether technology is the basis for most technology in the galaxy. I just didn't know if we were running up against like, yeah, it's a steel door that is operated by a winch on the other side. Unless you're dealing with the cog, that's very unlikely. Mm-hmm. So where we find out Nazir is two cog stacked on top of each other. <laughs> How did you serve with him for years without knowing this? <laughs> not, not years. Never left the mech. Yep. <laughs> Oh, you only ever the see the top part. And did uh, I'm just imagining like a a cogrish person with like wearing kitty ears, like a fucking e girl. Yeah, with lines drawn. <laughs> Is that offensive to Leanne? Maybe to e girls. So Oracle Zero. Is that what you're doing? Let's do it. Oswald has the pitch pose. He's 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 got his hands out. He's ready. He's like, "Come on, we can do it." Okay, so am I still sending a message to Mister Zen and the Proctor, or are we going to do that after this? Better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. <laughs> All right, sounds good to me. Okay, you are going to use the contact information for Red Bartlett and Red's dogs to send a message to him informing him of the location of <laughs> the children of Aetir. Yes. Whoa, wait, could we just say, hey, we have some info, meet us on 
I almost said Oracle Six. Nope, that's our name. Sort O-R-E. of. Yeah, Oari Six. Yeah, you could do that too. Or nearby. Meet in the Oari system. What would be the advantage of that uh, as opposed to just telling? Because I'm assuming he's been hired by somebody and he will report to the. I mean, we know he's been hired by somebody, but will report to the Baron who might have his own plans for how to deal with. Like, if we're trying, I just mean, if we're trying to keep this quiet, we should keep it quiet. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But then once we can meet up with them and then disclose that information, how would we keep them from... uh, Another concern would also be timing. If you just tell him where they are, there's no guarantee he won't beat you there or be way behind you. True. No, that's true. No, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Let's Let's do that. Okay. And meet so at the Wendy's on the adjacent planet. You are sending a message to Red Bartlett telling him to meet you in the Owari system concerning information leading to the confrontation with the children of Atir. Saying specifically you know where they are. We have a we have a lead on Yeah, that's a good wording. We have a lead on the children of Atir. And okay. we don't feel comfortable transmitting it. Uh, via the metanet. Okay. You send off that message relatively quickly. It's not as sudden as the message that came back from Mr. Zinn that one time. It definitely takes the better part of a quarter of an hour for you to get a response back. But there is a message that comes back from Red Bartlett that asks for proof. Just send him a picture of Harcourt with That's what, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> he doesn't know you people and you're asking him to and his mercenary team uh, to just meet you in the middle of nowhere. He knows me. I assumed this was Oswald sending this message. If it's is it Amari sending the message? Well it's a report. Oh no. Imagine oh, Amari. Oh, yeah, I was also assuming that Amari sent the message. Mm. I'll send it. Yeah, sure. Clearly Amari was not assuming that. <laughs> Oh, I don't if, do the texting thing very much. Well, just give me your Thumbs data pad and I'll send the message from it. There you go. If that's do the case, then he would ask if this is a vast plane thing. <laughs> Shay looking up the data. He's asking if it's a vast plane thing. What? Like, I can't even with this. If it's some weird. I don't. I mean. You think he's asking no. if this is a government contract. No, 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 no. No. And he would ask, then what do you get out of this? I mean, would we... That's need to we... know, bitch. That's do you want the lead or not? to know, We're an aid bitch. organization. We are going to aid you in t- apprehending these... Uh, I mean, wait, did, did we... I don't know if we told... We didn't tell... I thought we told Red Barlet that we were also, like, mercenaries or whatever. That's why we were there, right? I don't think we told I, Red I Barlet we... that we were a part of the aid organization. I don't remember. You didn't really tell him anything. Yeah. No, he, he recognized okay. you, and that was pretty much the extent okay. of your interaction. Maybe it was the Baron or someone. We said that we were also like on the hunt for them, but we it was we the Baron, in fact. Okay, the children of Atir hurt people close to us. Revenge. Is that what you said? I, I'm pitching that to the group. Is that? Um, 
I mean, I, I sure. <laughs> if the, I guess we'll we'll go with yes. All right. Retribution. How about? Okay. <laughs> Amari, uh, Florin, you got nothing on this scenario. I I don't know this dude. <laughs> like this, this shit doesn't. Yeah. yeah, but we we need to convince him. He was smoking yeah. indoors. He's obviously a dick. <laughs> I mean, okay, so I like we're not equipped to deal with this problem, and I think appealing to his like sense of like he's the shit might 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 help us here it's like hey our team is not equipped to deal with this in any way they're it's more of a uh your team's much larger and and can deal with this winky face (laughs) winky face i yeah i is that the message you're responding with don't shrug at me. This is me. a yeah, I, yeah. That sounds this good. Is to me. A, no, this is my this is my arms yeah. out to anyone else's. You can't see it because the video crops. Yeah, no, it's true. looks like a shrug. Uh, hmm? Yes, uh, essentially that we are ill-equipped to handle handle dealing with them, but we know that they are very dangerous and can't be left to their own devices. Okay, and he would come back with the question. What cut do you want? We don't need it. It's all you, baby. Really? We don't want any of the Baron's money? No, type, no, literally type exactly that. It's all you, baby, winky face. It's all you, baby, wink face. (laughs) That's on brand. (laughs) And he would respond with just a see you there, winky face. Ugh, I hate this guy. Oh wait, I love this guy now. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, here's your stupid data pad back. <laughs> Don't ever make me flirt with anyone for you again. I mean, you didn't have to. I didn't suggest that. <laughs> no, they absolutely did. That was that was so good. <laughs> Just let me work on my mech in peace. And where specifically are we meeting up? In the Awari system. Yeah, I think we probably just gave coordinates Coordinates. somewhere far enough away that they yeah. Probably near the outskirts of the system, far enough away to be outside of what you would consider to be standard detection range assuming they don't have a assuming that a ragtag team of terrorists doesn't have a galaxy spanning network of uh, (laughs) sensor arrays, most likely. With our luck. Who knows? Okay, so having set up this meeting, like I said, you have about a week of travel between where you are and Awari. As this plan is now in motion, and there's, I mean, plenty of opportunities to bail along the way if you want to. There's still all the options to contact any of those individuals we mentioned before. But assuming you're going forward, is there anything you want to accomplish in the week heading to the Awari system before you meet up with Red Bartlett and Red's dogs. Obviously, I... mech repair seems to be a priority. Yes. yes. please. I must fix my boy. Maybe, do we have a map of this city? No. No. I was going to say maybe ask Harcourt to try, like, even a crude map would be better than nothing, uh, just so we know what we're looking for. He can produce a very crude map. Yeah. The 
problem he'll indicate with the city is that it's very vertical. Mm. It is built into the sides of several mesas. And like I said, they're bridged by big wire bridges. So he can tell you that it is near the top and that it is in the southernmost mesa is the building you is where Nazir set up shop. So then other other than repairing and repairing tux is not necessarily going to repair the the weapon that has been removed. No. Yeah. So just FYI, that emerald aethite, so all of your emerald aethite got used up in creating the gravity fist and those are essentially ruined at this point. They could probably yeah. be resmelted at some point, but that's not something you have the technology to do on the Tiresian. No, no, I, I figured as much I figured that would be the case. So rebuilding the gravity fist would be a feat of engineering. You're not equipped for here. That was something yeah. put together with chewing gum and string. And the fact that it worked so well is a small miracle. But yeah, I, and even the gun at this point is not, uh, is not repairable at, at all. It was bitten in half. Yeah. And the half that got bitten is inside of a giant lizard somewhere. We got to go get it. We have to go back. All right, let's go back. Um. <laughs> it's my favorite half of that weapon, too. The front half. It's where the fun bits come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could probably cobble together some other kind of melee weapon for Tux, but getting big enough ordnance for him to have some kind of other primary weapon you don't have anything really because the shuttle doesn't have weapons. The, the Tyresian doesn't have any guns. So Hmm. what, what would Tux is? So let's move forward. Assuming that we are going to be an infiltration team, uh, specifically taking this item. What is Tux bringing to this mission? The ability to open doors and carry heavy objects. Yup. How can we ensure that Tux might be stealth, stealthy? <laughs> this big old robo boy. Make him, him into a different machine. <laughs> make uh, him invisible. Yeah. Turn him into a yeah. ghost. Hmm. Not to do yeah. that. Yeah, don't. Yeah. I guess theoretically, uh, if all the mechs are being used to fight off uh, Red's dogs, then. Perhaps being stealthy isn't super necessary, but I don't know. So, speaking uh, really, really quick, this doesn't help with our plan, but speaking of Red's dogs, we're going to, like, tell them all of the information that Harcourt told us, right, about, like, how many there are and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. super, I know they're, like, guns for hire, but I don't feel super comfortable, like, using them as bait. Space cannon fodder. I don't know. What's a ca- what, what's a cannon with in space? Uh, shard launcher. Still a cannon. Shard, shard yeah. launcher fodder doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Same word, different device. I, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll give them the tactical. I mean, I would assume they would want that information. Um, otherwise, they'd just be walking into a trap. <laughs> It'd make them very uh, bad mercenaries too if they yeah, didn't yeah. ask for it. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would assume give them that information. As of right now, they that's is what they're doing is walking into a trap. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
a minor deception. Mm-hmm. A moderate deception, fine. Dude. I mean, we could fucking lay everything out for them if if they f- if we feel when we're like having a conversation with them, just be like, hey, they have a piece of God's tech that will fucking wreck mm-hmm. house. No, what not. are they? What are they gonna do with it? Going to tell them they're going to sell it to the highest bidder or take yeah. it back to the Baron. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they take it if we already have it? And because we don't know it. their contract with the Baron Amari. And also, again, we are four, we are three people and one person with a mech who can actually fight. So if they decide they want to take it from us, they probably can. Okay. I, I, I just, sure, fine. I mean, we would need to justify us going yep. to ORE 6 as well is the only issue. Not necessarily. We? we can just tell them, hey, it's over here, and then we pretend to leave, and then we just go around the other side. Would we be able to coordinate that? If, um, with each other? With that, with them? Because we want to make sure that or we're doing exactly when they're attacking. Like, oh. again, we could also, we've already, like, made it clear that we're sticking our noses into this thing. Like, just because they're mercenaries, like, hey, we don't want to cut, but we also want to help stop this terrorist organization. Can we help you do that? No, Look, we, we could have just a say wizard. Amari has a, we could just say Amari has a grudge against Nasir and wants to go, and wants to go after him. I'm sure somebody like Red Bartlett would understand that. Yeah, so many options. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really sure. I guess I could... I'm trying to think of what I could do in the meantime. Doesn't have to be anything. We can just fast yeah. forward to ORE if you want to. Oh, uh, the one thing I do want to do that is not related to our mission, but is related is something that Florian would do, is I would message my sister and I don't know like sorry that I couldn't see you less okay. than three emoji okay at some point during the trip Harcourt would catch you Amari and ask you what are you doing here what do you mean what am I doing here with here on this ship with these with these people well, given a couple circumstances, if I wasn't here, they'd probably be dead. I absolutely agree with that sentiment. That's part of the reason I ask. Uh, it, it's a long story. Right. Better question, then. Why do you let them push you around like you do? I don't know. I don't... I'm here to make sure they're safe. Not to give them orders. But in a situation like the one we're walking into, you're the one who knows the deal. What do they know? Bunch of civvies. You were in the shit. I didn't they're ask before, soldiers. but... No, they're not. Even if I gave orders, I don't know if they'd listen. So you're just gonna let them walk into this, then? No. Best intentions right. held forward? No, make sure they're the most prepared they could possibly be. While still letting them do something stupid. I don't want to say it's worked out so far, but... Weirdly enough, it has. Yeah. All right. Look, I'm all for stopping Nazir at this point. 
You and him clearly have history. If the mechs weren't a big enough tip off, the look on your face whenever someone says his name is enough. But I don't want to be walking into a situation with a bunch of untrained civilians hoping it's just going to work out without someone taking charge who knows what they're doing. And that's not going to be me. Right, it won't be. And he'll give you a serious look. We're all coming back from this, okay? Yeah, yeah. You and every CO I've ever had saying the same thing. I'm just saying. Sometimes you gotta let them know that you know better. You've seen things they haven't. You've done things they haven't. It's not my place. When it comes time. I'm sorry. I know. When it comes time to put the lay down the law, as you say, it'll happen. But right now, we're just trying to put all the pieces together. It's not going to happen. It's only going to make heads hotter, tempers flare. It's not going to help anybody. You know better than me. I could never adjust after the war. Maybe you found the trick of it. You think this is adjusting? This is me actively not adjusting. Huh. Well, one of these days we'll meet someone who's figured it out, though, yeah? Yeah. And as the Tiresian makes its way to the system of Awari, where a mercenary company is waiting for you, where a terrorist group is waiting for you, and where the very foundations of galactic civilization and the security thereof is waiting for you. I think there's where we're going to end today's session. And all of those things that are waiting for you will be there next time. Because as always, you can find us online at MatcomRPG on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer, doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at The Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.